jazzy wee tune to welcome us. Big shout out to the synth lord, Luke Wright, Dublin Island for preparing that. Hi, how are you? How you getting on? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Don't Threaten Me With A Good Time. Of course, the welcome today is in my native tongue, English. English is a pretty complex language, and I've got a few fast facts off the top of the dome for you about it. It's known as the language of the skies, so to be a pilot, you have to communicate in English. You don't speak English, you're not captaining the bird dog. Another one, a funny fact about English, is that there's four words that don't rhyme in the English language. Purple, silver, month, and orange. And also, every single year, 4,000 new words are added to the dictionary. Then we get to the English word Samuel. It's known as, apparently, a nice, caring man. He'd never hurt your feelings, doesn't care about school, and constantly horsing around. Which shows that even though it has been spoken for 1,400 years, and by over 940 million people in the world currently, it's still very much full of shit. <laughs> and with that, Samuel, how are you getting on, mate? Oh, I'm doing great, mate. What language did you say that intro was in again? Uh, English. Oh, nice, nice. I'm going to have to pick some of that up. It's great. Yeah, you don't speak it very well. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm getting on. I'm getting on fine. Uh, I did like to horse around in school quite a bit, so... I thought that really you know, ticked the right box when I read that about you. <laughs> it's also actually um, the earliest translation of Samuel is the name of God. I knew that. It's in the name of God. In the name of God. If it was the name of God, mate, my head wouldn't fit out of the studio. The ego would just be so inflated. In the name of God. Does that mean it's like people pray for you? Like, in the name of God, please send us Samuel? Or they say, in the name of God, please don't let him text me back. Or please send help for him, I think, is the <laughs> bless this poor child. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great today, mate. Uh, this is one of the first podcasts that I'm doing where I'm not completely dusty, Yep, which is amazing. Can't say the same for you, though. Hey, mate, I am here, and I'm energetic, and I'm ready to go. Yep, you're young, dumb, and full of cum, mate. You're good to go. All good, mate. All good. So we've got a huge show for us today. We're going to touch base on Massive. The, yep. The 8-Ball Challenge, the lunchtime uh, detention rubbish pickup. Woo! We've got, um, of course, what tickled your fancy and what shut down your hatches, your shocker and your stunner for the week. Uh, we're going to look at the worst places to teleport to. And we all know fashion's gone AWOL, so we're going to discuss trends you'd like to see stay, trends you'd like to see come back, and trends you'd like to see abolished forever. Big show. Maybe some new ones we could start. Absolutely. We are trendsetters. We are. We are trailblazers. Trailblazers. We sure are, mate. So big, we'll rip straight into it, mate. Shocker stunner for the week. <sighs> okay, well, I'm going to start with my stunner, actually. Good, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. It's Sunday, the sun's out, not hungover. Outstanding. Clear-headed. Yep, so starting with the stunner rather than... The last two weeks I've started with the shocker, so I was pretty doom and gloom, you know. There's a few cobwebs wrapping around the brain. Ready for Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Garfield, get out of here, mate. So my stunner this week was on Friday. I was at the Terrace Tavern. I'd had a few beers. Mm -hmm. I'd been at a gig. I was, I was loving it, loving life. And I met this dude, and we were just, in, just at the outdoor area having a few beers and just with our mates and whatnot. And it's... I was my stunner is vicariously through his friend. Okay, okay, right. Bear with me. So bear grills with me, if you will. <laughs> so he brings his phone out, shows me his Snapchat, and he goes, "Do you like this?" His mate, twenty three years old, just won a hundred k at the casino. 
what on the lucky on the lucky draw or was he actually gambling? It was on a horse race, I believe. It was some sort of big multi that he'd placed and it had come through. And he just happens to be at the casino when it cashes it as well. Dangerous place to collect your winnings. Absolutely, absolutely. And um so he just shows me, he's like, Oh, do you like this? And it's just a hundred K. And this guy was just so nonchalant about it. He was just a normal sort of 24, 25-year-old bloke, uni student sort of stays. And he's like, do you like that? And I was just like, holy shit. And I just started losing it. I was going nuts. Eh? I tell you what, if the corners of your mouth aren't going white, like when you're really thirsty with enthusiasm over a 100K punt, shows that you, the gambling might be getting a bit serious. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, and I, I was I was absolutely, because I, I don't gamble at all, really. No. I'm a terrible Well, I mean, gambler. it's a lot of money to whoever. Whether you're yeah. a punter or not, it's not like you've won a hundred bucks on a eight league multi and it's coming on French tennis at two o'clock in the morning. It's like a yeah. hundred grand's a hundred grand. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I started smacking my head on the table and didn't even know him. No, nah, didn't even know him. What's he going to do with the winnings? Oh, I don't know. Probably blew them. Blew them. Yep. Yeah. No, I I couldn't tell you. I just came in with the geez, that's almost life changing. And this guy's like almost life changing, mate. It's like three years' wages for this guy. What would you do with a hundred grand if you won like that? Right now? Yep. Oh. You you don't want to say the, uh, if, if it's like theoretical or well not theoretical, but like if it's like in this sort of situation, you just want to go nuts. I think first thing I'd do would be um, buy something really nice for my parents, yep. and then probably just blow the rest. It would be hard to things. keep a lid on it when it was one like that because it's not like we sign a big deal for Spotify with the podcast yeah. and we're hundreds of millions and we've earned it, you know, we've yeah. built it up and we've yeah. worked for it. It's like we toiled away. You can't in any way you spin it consider it money earned when you get luck like that. So, so are you more likely to just blow it and just go absolutely mental? I think the first thing I'd do would probably call my mum or dad and say, if I was at the casino, probably a few rum and cokes in, I'd probably say, can you come down here? I've got $90,000 in an envelope. <laughs> They'll probably think that I've just killed someone or just sold my body, but... I'd ring the parents or the girlfriend and say, I've had a huge win at the casino. Can you come and collect $20,000 off me, please? <laughs> yeah, they go, $20,000. And they don't know that you've got 80K stuffed in You're the You're up in pocket. Club Aspen up the top. You're in the high rollers room. You're playing $1,000 a hand blackjack. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you're in debt by yeah. the end of the night. You so, chuck, chuck the car keys onto the table. I hope you... Uh, added that guy on Snapchat straight away and uh, coerced him down to the terrace tavern for a few rum and cokes on him, obviously. You're round, is it, mate? Yeah. Sorry, I'm Sam, by the way. So that was my stun. I just thought that was awesome. It was a great night, ain't in general. It's a great feel-good factor for the everyday man winning like that, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. And then I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, jeez, my bank account. Not 100k in there. No. Got a bit silly. And what was your stunner? Should we go stunner, stunner? Then we'll go stunner for stunner, eh? Yep. Um, Stone cold would be proud, mate. Absolutely. Before... I crank out the dreadlocks and the baggy barley pants and pass the peace pipe round. Yep. I had a real moment this week where I have just appreciated things. Yep. I was driving to work. I see people playing golf in Hagley Park. I see a lot of people running around. I drive past two cafes, booming. People all over the road at the from the garden party. I saw an absolute packed Snapchats at the garden party, everyone raging. I'm listening to the radio the All Blacks test is nearly sold out in Eden Park on Sunday. And I just think, with everything else that's going on in the world, how lucky we are to be where we are. Um, I talked to a mate in Melbourne, actually a listener of the podcast, and he said that they've been in lockdown for six months and can't go more than 5k away from their house. Wow. And here we are, going 
to live sports on with crowds. There's music on. We can go out. We can dine. We can do everything. And I just had a moment where I was just like, just an appreciation moment. Blessed and, moment. Yeah, just thought sun was out and just thought, mate, without trying to sound too much of a, yeah, a one with nature and being really present and all that. Yeah, I just, man. Yeah, just... I was just, you know, a being, just a living just soul. One with, just one with life, Yeah, man. just like the Dalai Lama of Christchurch. <laughs> yeah. now, and I was just stoked. I just thought, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, New Zealand's always been an epic place, but just with everything that's happening in the world, and we're just in our own little slice of paradise down here, and not to say that people aren't doing it tough still, absolutely, I'm not um, disregarding that, but just with everything that's going on, I just thought, it's pretty cool. You know, well, pretty well cool said, where mate. we are. Aotearoa is providing at the moment, and... It's. I almost find I. I don't forget that it's going on overseas, but it's a nice it's distraction, like, eh? Life is just not so normal here, and just to bring it in a little bit more, Christchurch is starting to really thrive, which yep. is great. And yeah, it's I thought the good. same thing when I was cruising down into town the other day. You know, down by the basketball you're cruising, hoop. cruising around the four abs. Uh no, lime, sk- lime sk- cruiser, and your skitter. Yeah, um, <laughs> a vodka cruiser, just rolling in, and um, and just like you know the street art and just the basketball hoops and just cool little business ventures I saw there was one where you go down there and you just borrow tools to work on a bench on Manchester yeah, Street yeah 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 that's cool that's so cool. just like cool ideas like that so yeah man I'm just stoked to be a Kiwi at the moment are you gonna uh, put any put your tool in there for people to rent out uh, no because you need a trailer you need oh, a trailer okay. to get it yeah oh, okay. so I wouldn't, you're, not gonna, uh, you're not gonna list your tool wouldn't fold on it Manchester in, Street no wouldn't fold it in half for 30, <laughs> and make it 30 centimetres for anyone no no fair enough mate um, let's go down to the deep dark hollows oh. shocker right now this one is actually a real beef that I'm starting to get with a certain community in Christchurch okay hear me out uh, I've had three different instances with this population this week they're really shocking they are just they don't know any English I feel like you're preparing us for an incredibly hot take and just let me do a disclaimer that I do not endorse if there's anything silly coming out of your mouth right now alright ducks the duck community son of, of a Cro- bitch the duck community of Christchurch paradise not paradise just your run of the mill quackers mate little Hagley Park I've got three instances. I'm just going to rip straight into them. Little Hagley Park, Monday. Biking through, probably at a pretty good clip. And this duck, and this is, I would actually like to apologise to the duck community a little bit for this. Straight out in front of my bike. Just no qualms. I almost run him over and I swerve and I come off. Did he say any sort of wave of the wing? No, he just said... um. Mate, if you damage your bike, send me the bill. No, he didn't do any... No, he just shed himself. Gone. Okay? Didn't have the plastic bag out to pick it up. Strike... Me? No, <laughs> licked it off the pavement. That's strike one for the ducks, okay? Strike two. And I believe they were from Little Hagley Park again, going down Bearley Ave a few days ago. And two ducks... Don't have their kids in tow, just, these two, just a young couple... Walk right out in front of into the road in front of my car. So naturally, ha, I speed up and run them over. No, naturally, I slow right down. I'm just like, right, I'm not going to just kill these poor defenseless animals, even after their yeah, even after their alumni had actually already warranted that, perhaps. Exactly, mate. Uncle Donald just jumped in front of it, and so I slowed it down. And this lady behind me just gets on the horn and starts going nuts at me. I look behind, she's flipping me off and shit. Like, just thinks that I'm just stopping them on the road. I just give her like out the window, like. 
you know, like wave the hands Just up. Throw the Peter pamphlet at her, eh? I'm yeah, looking for, after the animals. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So then she pulls, and it's a three-lane road, she pulls around, gives me a super dirty look that could have cracked my windscreen, drives off. So the ducks have stitched me up the air. But the third one, the real shocker. I was at Mona Vale. This is actually not from the week. This is about eight days ago, last Sunday. And I was on a bit of a coffee date with someone. And we'd had a really nice afternoon just wandering through Mona Vale. Like, all the flowers are out. Beautiful. Sit on one of the benches in front of the pond. And these three, probably four ducks start flapping around, no pun intended, and just making a real... Kerfuffle of themselves. Real hullabaloo below in the water. And she says, like, what, what are they doing? What do you think they're doing? And I know a bit about ducks, okay? You know, you know me. You know me. I know a bit about ducks. And I look and I realise gang rape. There's a sexual assault going on. There's a sexual assault going on right in front of us. And I Female ducks have they have three vaginas, so they, they have a dummy one. Yeah, so then if that actually happens, they sort of coerce them into the trap. Yeah, exactly. And uh male ducks actually have corkscrew penises. I don't think they, it's to open wine bottles. They get worse and worse, these animals. They're shockers, and they're so dumb. And I said, like, right, because my parents used to have or have a pole, and it would happen in there, and mum would run outside screaming, stop raping you, blah, 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 probably freaking out the neighbours. And so I sort of say, like, should we stop this? And she just says, no, it's nature. We let it happen. Shall and me just, and you get sort of a bit of a high post, get the camo on, and perhaps go duck hunting in the pool? We'll get the quacker, we'll whir them in, and then we'll just absolutely blow them apart with the guns. And then Alma Fudd can come and join us. We can have a big argument whether it's duck season or rabbit season. Jeez, if you hear stop raping her, followed by several loud shotgun blasts, um, <laughs> we're probably going to have a visit from the 5-0. Yeah, the old polis. Yeah. polis. So, I mean, the duck community, I think they need to sort their stuff out. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all, we're all all in this together at the moment, trying not to sound too much like I'm a high school musical. Mm-hmm. And they're just really shitting me out at the moment. When mate. I was a kid, I remember um, there was a heavy rain one day mm-hmm. and these ducklings had fallen in a drain and the water was rising. So it was pouring down this drain and it was rising. And um, we were freaking out trying to get these. The mum's going frantic. She's not down the drain, but the ducklings are in the drain. They're Terrible about to mother. Terrible mother. But we actually got a ladle and scooped out all the ducklings and gave it back. I kind of wish we'd just let it fill up by that story. They probably went on to Little Hagley Park and... <laughs> and almost killed you good, mate, Sam. Little Hagley Park sounds like the Hampshire Street for ducks. <laughs> I think it is, actually. Hmm. So how about you, mate? What's your your shocker of the week? Well, well, well. Where do I start? Mate, I've always had... <laughs> good, Good point. Um, I've always had a bit of an anxiety about dining on my own. So let me take you back. I never would eat at a restaurant on my own solo. I think it's weird. If I was at a hotel on my own, room service, strictly. Um, and the other day, I thought, I'm going to go down, wanted a South City rice ball. And for anyone who's a connoisseur over these airwaves, who knows a little bit about rice balls, Rick Andrews, I'm talking to you if you're listening, um, you've got to have it warm. Yeah. Simply it's have to fresh. have it warm. It's fresh. fresh. So I go in and... I said, right, I'm going to get a rice ball. I'm walking in and I thought, what triggers my brain? Can't have a rice ball without a drink. Have to have a drink. So what do I do? I go into the bubble tea shop. Nice. No extras. I don't want any of that weird jelly shit they put in. Oh, just no, you've got to get the tapioca, mate. No, just a straight hazelnut milk over ice. So I put it, I order it, 
the lady gives it to me and anyone who doesn't know anything about bubble teas they come with a bit of a sealed lid that you have to puncture with the straw so anyway I give it three big attempted punctures with the straw it's not going in not going in previous listeners will uh, shit no previous listeners will know that a similar crowd was gathering behind me like at the butchery jeez what's going on over here a couple of episodes back so I said right panicked I'm going to go and I'm going to settle this in the food court on my own sit down at the food court with my rice ball and I'm, I've given it a couple more punches stupid me of course the kettle's boiling and I'm doing it harder every time instead of going for perhaps the duck, the duck penis corkscrew approach yep. where you just sort of drill away at it and sort of work away at the thing oh, I'm going harder and harder and harder with the straw every time well eventually I just almost put my fist through the cup the thing explodes oh, all over me no. the, the the tea's built up. There's obviously a bit of air pressure. Just explodes. Goes all over the rice ball, all over my top, all over the ground. I do a quick, you know, quick scan, scan of the food court. Um, that guy's looking at the posty pass lingerie section. He's fine. That pers- Cheers for not calling me out on that, by the way. <laughs> that person there is sort of scratching their ass and sniffing their fingers. They're okay. Do it. And I get to about midday on the scan. There's a lady that I'm willing to commit to senior citizen looking at me she's got the bright bright fluorescent bib on she's helping with the voting and she's smiling prouder than a honeymooner's dick looking at me I said oh yeah just sort of give her the wave the hand up she just looks at me you know what she says fucking idiot shame (laughs) and just turns back to the voting that's all she gave me shame not oh I was expecting someone, when, she, when I saw her looking smiling, it's okay, Sonny, you've had yeah, a bit of an accident. An understanding smile yeah. or something. Just shame. Took her a moment. She'd obviously been listening a few weeks ago and said, we've been having a go at boomers, yeah. and we've been having a go at how much, you know, we've been praising how much we love a prank. So I think that Barbara from the voting, yeah. Barb after a few salves, I'm imagining, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has seen it and taken her opportunity. So I walk out smelling of hazelnut milk, yeah. didn't get much of it, and the rice ball was cold anyway at the food court. So it's only enhanced. Oh, it's only enhanced how much I fear dining on my own. I went to try and bridge it. And it's punished me again. Mate. So that's my shocker of the week. Barbara, if you're listening, have a heart. Come on. She would be two ticks no in the referendums too. I would say so. I would say so. And what a shame because... Uh, the euthanasia probably could have been used then. <laughs> so well, anyway, yeah. comes out of the needle straight into the neck. Straight in the arm. So senior citizens out there getting their own on me. So yep. happy. Um, but yeah. Have you ever been to India? No. Get that India. There you go. <laughs> I want some more of that ass, Barbara. <laughs> oh, nice. Right, we'll fly straight into it, eh? Let's, uh, how's the eight ball challenge been? It's, been? it's been good, actually. I have been making a point of not driving cause I study and sometimes work very close to where I live only like four or five k's so I thought if I'm going to be packing up rubbish you're not going to be pulling over your car every few moments anyone who didn't listen last week my weekly challenge was to pick up majority of the rubbish that I see Uh, I had a little plastic bag in my bag uh, to chuck it in or I would just eat it sometimes depending if it was like a dirty condom or something especially if it's tins it goes down quite easily absolutely and so it actually was a real eye-opener for me of how much rubbish there is around the street. Just little things. And I think if people did just pick up one piece of rubbish, when they're just, if you're walking down the street and you see a piece of rubbish and there's a wheelie bin that's been put out, just chuck it in there. I make a good point of my sort of uh, sanctuary, I guess, as I always like to pick up rubbish on the golf course. 
There you go. Absolutely. It's yeah. usually uh, cigarette butts. Hmm. Are they yours? They're not mine. No. Okay. So I think that's been really good. And I think it's a habit that I've sort of been playing on. Uh, my mother does it quite a lot, which is really, really cool. Just picking up random pieces of rubbish. Obviously, if it's something just disgusting, like the rotting rotisserie chicken carcass that I picked up. Mm-hmm. That was great to pick at during the day, though. Yeah. Uh, so birds just... with one stone, because you got your lunch pack, too. I know, I know. So that, I didn't even have to take So with these eight ball challenges, we sort of want to um, ingrain good habits from them, don't we? Yes, I would say that for sure. And So you got a bit? So I, I picked up plenty of rubbish, and I think, obviously, I'm not going to just pull my car over and grab some rubbish, because you can't actually see it from Stupid. there. But if you're just wandering down the street, I think just picking up a random piece of rubbish is great. And it's like being tidy kiwis. It is. So, yep. Keep New Zealand green. Yep. So as far as the challenge went this week, it's probably the one that I've enjoyed the most. Yep. Uh, rather than eating just red things or not using any technology, which had mm-hmm. its benefits in different ways. But this made me sort of think that I was giving back a wee bit to the community. So I actually so, enjoyed it. Stoked. And what are we doing this week? This week, we are doing something that's maybe not quite as productive, yep. you, could, you could say. Well, we're going to discuss... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the trends of fashion and all these sort of different avenues where it's gone, where it's been. Um, so we thought that we'd sort of upskill our own fashion. Yes, and really get that summer glow yep. coming into the warm season. Co- coming out of spring. So uh, we're both pale, pale gentlemen. We are, I am borderline translucent. You can, <laughs> on a good day, you can see the veins yep. uh, in my I, face. I sort of glow like Mr. Burns when they thought he was the alien uh, on The Simpsons. <laughs> I bring you love. <laughs> That's sort of me at the moment. So. Edward, Edward Cullen in the sunlight glittering. Yep. So we are going to get spray tans, obviously. Yep. The the darkest ones possible. Yep. Mahogany, yep. I think it's called. So we are just going to rip in and go to, I don't know where, Sunkiss Tan, is that one of them? That's actually the ones you do at home, I believe. Okay, well, there you go. We're going to be like Ross on Friends when he yep. keeps turning around, just getting the full blast Are we going to look amazing or are we going to look ridiculous? I don't like to throw the term movie star around too much yep. but I think we'll look absolutely drop dead gorgeous for I, the first days and then we'll look like we're lepers after when that, it, when it peels peeling. off the neck oh. yeah I really hope I don't have to do this I really hope you do and I really hope that I don't because okay, well, I did it on my own last week and yeah, it was picking up the odd bit of fucking chip <laughs> the odd chip pack it's a bit different than uh, looking going like full bore bloody sun kissed looking but, like an absolute freak right, right give us a roll here we go not Bearing in mind that if we both get no's, we both do it. Oh, I've just got the straight no. Look at that. Straight. That's okay. N-O, capital letters. Yep, that's fair. Get in. Get in. Here we go. The stars say no. Shit. Uh, We're both into it. Okay. All right, so everyone ch- tune into our uh, Insta and our Facebook page because we'll be getting that uh, this week and we'll be looking gorgeous. I'm, yeah, definitely. We've got to own it. I'm excited for it now. Yeah, yeah, me too. If anyone needs a formal date, we're ready to go at a moment's <laughs> notice. Just get the corsage on my wrist and we're, we're good to go. Oh, you want the corsage? Well, I'm getting the spray tan, so obviously I'm the... Uh, Cinderella. Very true. When I was at my year 13 formal, I didn't get any flowers for my date. Okay. And all my mates turned up to the pre-drinks, and I went down to, again, Monavale and just ripped them out of the ground, which I thought was really romantic, but apparently it's quite cheap and pathetic. It absolutely isn't. You know what? I reckon the ducks have saved that. They've seen (laughs) that. You've come to their house, and uh, you've destroyed their uh, feng shui, and uh, they've remembered it. So they will, in that case, uh, sexually assault someone in front of you. 
There you go. Fair, fair enough. Cool. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, we'll get that done. And uh, yep. Here we go. Piss list. We're doing the piss list now. All Straight right. Straight into it, mate. So the topic this week is time travel. Time travel. Always something that's been fascinating for both of us. Where would be some of the best best places to teleport to? Best. Or worst. Or worst. I thought we were doing worse. I've just done three shockers. So, and they might actually be all right. I don't know. But I'm going to start off with a place that I don't, I didn't actually know too much about, but I looked into it and it was pretty wild. Okay. Ancient Egypt. Right. Hit us with a bit of info. So ancient Egypt, you know, pyramids of Giza. You right, yep. Giza? Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Yep, that's the one. And uh, Cleopatra and the Sphinx and all the all the rest. The hairless cat? Yeah. The, or, the sphin- used, or the Sphinx store. They actually used to worship cats back then. So I think in that aspect Still I'd do. enjoy it. But they also had some very, very unusual medical ideals back then. Practices. Hit us with a few. So, birth control. They were some of the pioneers of birth control. Don't think their methods are used so much these days. For women, they would put crocodile poo and honey inside her private parts as a form of birth control and to see if she was uh good like uh fertile fertile that's the word i'm looking for thank you they would put garlic inside a woman's vagina leave it there overnight and smell her breath in the morning and the breath smelt like garlic it meant all the tubes all her body was all cleansed and ready to go and she was good to be a child Oh dear. Which wouldn't affect me too much. I actually love garlic, so... So you'd be queuing up for fellatio, wouldn't you? Get me into it. However, the male birth control. (laughs) Strap yourself in. Red onion juice smeared all on the tip of the penis. Red? I believe so. So you could have done it a couple of weeks back. So it's almost like... Yeah, I could have done that a couple of weeks back. It's almost like they're making the base of a soup. With yeah. the red onion and the garlic. It's a bit of a broth. It's a bit of a broth. Don't know where the honey and the crocodile shit comes into it. Crocodile shit, such a random animal to source shit from. Yeah, so that's really random. And they just had a few things like that. Uh, they had, uh, so, a anal doctors. So doctors that specialised in the anus. And they were called, they translated to anal shepherds. Okay. Was, maybe that could have been a Little great... Little Bo Peep with the, uh, perhaps the... The staff, yep. just in the bum. The uh, the, the Gandalf the, wizard staff the in the South bottom. The Canterbury farmer on the quad bike, ripping around. So, I oh, maybe I could have been one of them. But I think ancient Egypt just sounded like a pretty loose time. And knowing me, I'd be back there and I'd just be a slave. Yeah. I'd just be a slave. I've got the sandals on today to prove it. Are we going tick for tat? Let's go tick for tat. Yep. All right, so another one from me? No, I'll go, I'll go me now. You get stuck into the, it. Um, it's funny you say that because I needed a bit of clarity before I picked my period, if, if, if you know what I mean. Yep. And I'm not talking about bleeding for seven days. Because <laughs> yeah. um, that is naturally what I thought. Yeah, well, I saw a smirk bef- yeah. before I got going. Um, I chose ancient Rome. Mm. Similar sort of settlement. But one thing I'd want to know for sure is where I'd be teleporting to. So I'd happily go ancient Rome if I teleported straight into the emperor's box while great getting fed grapes getting fanned while watching gladiators take on lions yeah but i've got a funny gerard butler down in the ring i've got a funny feeling that if i teleported there 
I'd have the D-lock around the throat and I'd be picking turnips with the peasants. So I'd need to know where exactly I'd be going. If it would be a, right, you teleport to this period, but this is where you go as opposed to straight away just being like, all oh, right, you just teleport straight in the market and you make you make amends for yourself. Because I'd need to be prepared um, in costume as well. You'd need to be wearing a toga. And I think anywhere you get teleported back to, they'd say, look at this alien. Yeah. Not uh, you specifically, but as someone from this time period. You'd look like an absolute uh, outsider. And you'd need, you'd need the spray tan because you, you, you stick out like dog's balls. You would. So... Any other reasons you wouldn't want to go back to, or you would want to go back to ancient Rome? Because that would almost be high on my list, because they were real party animals back then. They were. It was guys, girls, whoever you fancied. Yeah, definitely. Not that that would take, <laughs> not that that would take a, take any, uh, you know, eyebrow raising from me, but, um, you know. <laughs> we're not here to talk about pigs. Yeah. So, um, I'd, yeah, I'd need that cleared up. Yeah. I'd need to, where you were going. I'd, I'd, if I was going there, I'd want to be a god. Well, I mean, we are of our time period at the moment, so I think it's, it's only fitting. You know, if think... you go social status, I'm sort of an emperor of Christchurch in my own way. Yeah, definitely, mate. I've always thought that about you. Next one. All right, so Scotland, 1500s. I love Scotland, and you know that. I'm going shocking place to go. For those who can't see me, I am shaking my head. Used to live there. I can't believe it. Boring so, as batshit. Get no, a kilt on, drink whiskey. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Continue, sorry. Thank you, mate. So anyway, and I'm going from, I teleport back and I'm in the garb that I'm in at the moment and I've got my phone in my pocket. Whip the phone out, they think I'm a witch and they drown me. They used to drown, they used to burn. They were big, super superstitious, (laughs) super superstitious, super squared stitious and they would so ancient scottish cookbooks used to have mythical animals in it how to cook mythical animals that didn't even exist like the akaname the akaname yep baby the baboon chief and so i think i'd just be drowned on the spot by the ancient scots because i'd have a phone or whatever some sort of credit card in my pocket so you wouldn't want to go there i wouldn't want to go there but also there were some real interesting cats kicking around back then there was guessing people that love whiskey and bagpipes yes but there was a guy called sawney bean who I believe may be related to Mr. Bean. But anyway... Your flatty. My old flatty. And he was quite well known in ancient Scotland as an incestuous cannibal with 15 children who would run around and live in caves. How many of those children of the 15 were with other children? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Are they all wives and sisters? I imagine so. Maybe like Uncle Dad... And um, your brother who you're seeing. And, and anyone who tries to get the family tree up just gets eaten. Yep. So they wouldn't actually just eat them. They'd pickle people. Right. So they'd chuck you in, they'd probably chop you up, chuck you in some sort of jar paraphernalia that they had back then. Maybe giant urns. I don't know what sort of storage equipment. Maybe Tupperware. Yeah. I don't know if that was maybe back then. But And they'd just pickle people up and eat them. So, I mean, I'd go back. I'd be getting burned on a steak. I'd be dead, and then someone would come up and start chomping on my foot. And then you'd get shipped out to Egypt, and probably once you'd been pickled, stuffed in someone's vagina <laughs> to, to check for fertility. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, that's how I'd want to go. Next one I'm going to hit you with. Go. Again, I've got my pros and cons, because I've always been a bit of a Wild West buff. But, 
from my experience on the horses on the banks of the Wymac, getting led around by a very leisurely horse that I was assured would never buck up, even for all the carrots in the world. Not the horse that I was going down the mega ramp on, on the roller skates. Absolutely. He's a bit more adventurous than uh, Mr. White out at uh, Wymac Arreary Stables. But... I'd need practice. I couldn't just jump back to the Wild West. As we said, right, I'm going to teleport today. I'm in the suit from work. And all of a sudden, I'm walking in the saloon to see Billy Gunn and the Bandits. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I couldn't rob trains with my horse riding ability. I, fuck, I can barely canter on the damn thing. Don't you start on the arseless chaps either. Oh, jeez. As we say, don't threaten us with a good time. You'd be back in Rome with them. I would be uh, straight into them. But, um, yeah, so I, if I could get a little bit of horse play, if you would... <laughs> It's a, it's a loose term when describing an uh, animal with a four-foot schlong. <laughs> but, um, so, do you want to hear a funny story about the Wild West? Love to. So, there's a guy, a famous train robber called Alma McCurdy. Right. Okay. And he had an idea that he was going to, you know, they had their mecca, their El Dorado, if you will. They were going to rob this train. It was going to set them up for life. Their big loot. The big job. The big job. Not the Italian job, that was in ancient Greece. Not Steve Jobs. Ancient Greece? Ancient Italy. Ancient Italy. The Italian job in Greece. Jeez, I'm getting confused over time periods. They decided they were going to rob this train. So the boys are hustling along next to it on the horses. Again, how could I ever fit in with this game? Your testicles. Yeah. What? Just going to throw that out there. Imagine, imagine how destroyed your testicles How would they survive? Would so they're hustling along next to this train. And Elmer is obviously the leader. He's the only one that makes it on the train. Everyone else can't dismount, can't get on, whatever. You're there bloody falling off the side on, I'm, on, on the Shetland I'm, pony. I'm there in the uh, in the trainee ring just doing laps, getting led around. Anyway, they get on the train and are supposed to have, you know, mega bucks on it. He gets in, holds the train up and he opens the safe and there's only $45 in there. Probably a lot of money back then though. You say that, but it's not really. Isn't it? No. Tens of dollars. Yeah. And so anyway, gets the money, get just gets off the train, and law enforcement are waiting for him. And just in those days, it was guilty until proven innocent. Let's just light this motherfucker up. Yeah. So they shoot the shit out of him. Dead. Take back the money, obviously. And an undertaker finds Alma and embalms him, gets him all set up. But nobody comes and buries him. The gang just abandoned him. Did the undertaker tombstone him or did the seat drop on him? He uh, tombstoned him. Yeah, rolled no, the actually, that, that's actually the uh, the sad thing is nobody tombstoned him. No. Paul so, Bearer wasn't there at the ringside. Shit, no. And so a circus comes through the town a couple of weeks later. That would have been who you would be with. <laughs> and they scoop up Elmer, the embalmed Elmer body, for the freak show in the haunted house. They take him all round. People are paying big dollars to see this guy. Anyway, fast forward to night. They knew who he was. Uh, no, they just they just saw him as a as just a bit of a freak. They didn't know but him. A dead, okay, a dead like a yeah, obviously a dead body. Yeah. Um, fast forward, eighty eight years later, the uh, big hit show in nineteen seventy six called the Six Million Dollar Man, and I'm not talking about the wrestler Ted DiBiase. I'm talking about the show, and um, they're on set in nineteen seventy six in Venice Beach, and someone bumps into a set prop. And the whole arm falls off. And people that are around the sort of the movie, the makeup, the set prop sort of scene, look at it and know straight away that this isn't actually, this is a human. The arm's fallen off. They do DNA testing. And it's bloody Alma McCurdy. So his big loot bounty on the train robbery that's needed him $45, he's been killed. 
and he's been passed around sets, freak shows, props for 98 years, making all this money, and he's eventually buried after right. it. So that's the end of Elmer. That's how he would have, got, would have wanted to go, I think. Making money in the afterlife. Jeez. So I thought that, that sort of tickled my fancy about that, that yarn. What a hustler. What a hustler. But I mean, wouldn't he have smelt? No, I don't think things smell after they're embalmed. So do you not decay? I wondered if no, it was... because you, you, you stuff... The animal dies, and then you stuff it. Like a taxidermist. And then you embalm it. No, and then so... Yeah, so that's what it is. I think... Isn't it the same thing? I, I guess you must get to a point where if, it, if you've been doing the laps for 90 years, you're probably not going to get any worse. Maybe this part of the appeal, you sort of become a bit of a skeleton. Yeah, I think so. And then they use you in our science classes. Because who's going to go into a haunted house and be like, oh... That guy there's face is decaying. Yeah, he, it's, he's, it's he makes must, it better. Yeah, absolutely. Adds to the product. Definitely. So, yeah, there's a wee fun story about the Wild West for you. What a wild place. Yeah. Let's see where it gets its name from. So, is that two or three? It's, it's two two each. each. Two each? Yep. All right, so my last one. Teleporting to any time period. This might be going outside of our wee rules a little bit, but I think I would not want to go to the future because it's going to be run by monkeys. Okay. Yep. Tell us more. Well, I've watched the two James Franco movies. I've watched the original Planet of the Apes. Dr. Sayas, Dr. Sayas. Dr. Sayas, Dr. Sayas. How, how great is the quote in that where he says, I do not love any chimp from chimpan A to chimpan Z. Heard better. This, okay. The Simpsons, mate. Come yeah. on. So I just think it'd be terrible. I could get down with the feces throwing. Mm-hmm. I could definitely do that. That's where you'd fit in. Yep. I just have to make sure I haven't had any... Mexican or Indian food the night before because that'd just be terrible to throw but I've got my arm right from the egging days and I think the feces throwing would be fine but I just think it'd be shocking and especially if another animal takes over uh, time to get the tinfoil hat on a wee bit but I was reading the other day that octo- octopuses or oh. octopi <laughs> octopus here we go again they, that they are such solo creatures that they had a stronger social routine and were more social they could almost take over humans and evolution would they go and would their first order of business be go and just smash up the colossal squid as smash their arch nemesis or maybe just burn down all the sushi restaurants that are using them maybe the one that you were having your bubble tea at the other day they're gross octopus Here's, they're awesome but here's a funny fact about the planet, the original Planet of the Apes movie, because I was going down a bit of a ape rabbit hole, if you will, an ape hole, and apparently on day two, the people that were in makeup dressed as monkeys or apes, and the people that were playing human characters naturally segregated at lunchtime, and no one knew why, and they all the people dressed as monkeys were staying together, and all the people that were just regular hu- mm-hmm. just playing regular humans all ate together. How weird is that? Did the people who were dressed as monkeys eat with their feet? <laughs> or started, ate their feces? There was a, <laughs> there was a food fight and they started throwing <laughs> shit everywhere. It's funny, eh? Just like that human sort of, you go where you feel comfortable. Yeah, the psychology of Tell it. Tell you what, I could have used a few of those apes down at the South City Food Court for a bit of company. Eating with you covered in food. So I just think going to the future, uh, depending on what happens. But You've got to go you got to go back. If it, Can't go forward oh, with teleporting. Oh, no, no, just in general. In general. Just yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to know. Wouldn't want to know the. F- in know. the future, I'll just see some of my mates. Oh, they're all dead. Yeah. Everyone you know is dead. And you're a nugget. Oh, does anyone? And you, you won't be that impressive to people in the future because they'll be like, "What was the past like?" They've got history books. Everyone's they, got huge cocks, probably- so that rules me out. <laughs> what? Oh, the monkeys. Yeah. Do they have huge cocks? Like, 
prominent cocks, like yeah. so, like society, like openly societal wanking. So yeah. they work with what they've got. Definitely not as big as the ducks' cocks, though. Yeah. So that's my third one. What did you have, mate, for your last one? Well, I did. You know, I've I've had a bit of toing and froing about criteria, but there's a time period I think would absolutely suit me, and that's the 1920s, the Great Gatsby swing. Oh, okay. You know, I'd get straight there, and of course. I go straight from work. I mention it again. I'm in the suit already. I go straight to Leo's ball. Happy. Give me a cigarette on a long stick. Put the fur on me and give me a martini. That's oh, where I'm... being like a 1920s escort or something? It does make me sound like a bit of a slut, doesn't it? Just wearing the big fur coat with the long cigarette, red lipstick. Yeah, you know, high heels. Lounging around on a big curled couch. Yeah. So, no, anyway, that aside, I'd put the record on and I just, that was, that's where I'd fit in. You reckon? I'd be at the back with the mafia boys, the pinstripe suit. Is that is that more to your liking? You'd be the chimney sweep, I think, back then. Uh, <laughs> yelling extra, extra, read all about it with the newspapers on the corner? The town crier. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to be a piece of shit wherever I go, aren't <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You know? like we're doomed. We're yep. doomed. I think we're good to just stay in this time period and just keep our heads above water. Yeah, just tread. Treading, treading. Oh, nice, mate. So, so right, we're going to rip straight back into the next topic. We're going to go to our talking point of the day. Fashion, we talk, we touched on, um, you know, celebrity statuses and things last week. But fashion has it's everyone knows it's a well. You see, pretty much people wearing full bags of rubbish on mm-hmm. a runway nowadays, mm-hmm. and it's considered, um, you know, status and so expensive and things. I've always got a funny one that I would like to say is, if you went, it'd be funny to get something like the the brand new Kanye West gear whether it's like a jersey with sleeves that go over your wrists, those ridiculous, not the Yeezys, but the ridiculous like sort of fancy Crocs and one leg uh, pant shorter than the other with knees in it and go and try and queue up to a bar and be told, sorry, you don't meet the dress codes. Ah, this is actually a $10,000 outfit. Or you could go to an op shop and spend $10 on a suit that doesn't fit at all, but you've got a collared shirt, some pants that are like black slacks, which were a dollar that are all piss stained, and some $5 shoes from... I don't know. Number Came one. up. Yeah, exactly. And you can get let in. You, you can wear a t-shirt with holes all in it that's worth two grand or something. Yeah. But I mean, that's more about the hospitality industry than with, fashion. With things like fashion, though, is is the shock factor what it's about now? Nowadays, I think it is definitely. Is there anything that you would like to see come back? One thing I would love to see come back, mate, is the emo look. Now, I have a bit of a theory here, and hear me out. I was going to do my science fair on this in year nine, but I didn't. So, the emo look is sort of fading out. You still see a few people kicking around with the very pale skin, like us, but wearing the full black, not like us, with eyeliner and the black hair. Now, I think it's because of global warming. It's getting too hot to wear that sort of gear nowadays, mate, and you can't get that nice bleached white look, and the black, you Little sister's black skinny jeans, you're just boiling in them, mate. At what point do you graduate from an emo to a goth? I think when everything's ripped up, that's when you're a goth. Is it 18? Eight, when you when you hit 18, yep. you're from an emo to a goth. You go from Panic of the Disco to Cradle of Filth. I think so, I think so. Actually, little little tangent here. Side note, yep. Uh, if we're talking about the emo look going extinct, now this isn't really fashion-wise, but it kind of is because pubic hair used to be extremely, not fashionable, but nowadays Trendy, people, eh? people don't rock the bush so much. And you know what's been a really horrible thing that's come out of that? Pubic lice are on the extinct list right. for animals in the world. 
So that's a real victim of the fashion trend changing. WWF aren't going to make any soft toys about them, mate, to try and save them. They just want to save the cute furry ones. I've always sort of um, stood by the fact with pubes is they're tolerable as long as they're under control. You don't want it to be bursting down the thighs. Yep. If it's sort of a nice, tidy V, yep. you're away laughing. Yeah, yeah. A wee, a wee bit of care. And that's, we're not talking just about females, male and female. I'll hit you with a trend that I'd like to see come back. Please do. The zip-off cargo pants. Outstanding. Just Jeans, 1997. Thank you, Grand Francis, for that Christmas present. I still treasure it to this day. You're cutting your wardrobe in half, essentially. Do they still make them, or do dads just hoard them and still, you know, treasure them, and they come out occasionally, or are they still a thing? I, I haven't seen them in a long that, time. I don't think they'll be getting made anymore, because they're normally three quarters. Yeah. Now, the three quarters have actually been replaced by jeans that are like nine tenths. Have you seen them yeah, around yeah, the yeah. jeans that are just slightly short? That sort of like cuffed jean, eh? Yeah, I don't know if people have just grown out of them or what, but the three-quarter pants are great. The stripper rip-off pants are absolutely classic as well. The ones down the side, like the button-up track, the white track pants with the buttons that you just, yeah, this is the full Monty rip-off. And if we're on the subject of track pants, since when's it been cool to dress like a chav? That's like the new thing now, wearing the full tracky gear and stuff. Oh, do you want to know a crazy story about chavs? Is back in the days, um, football hooligans, because Adidas obviously comes out of Germany, Football hooligans used to go over and watch England play Germany. And what they'd do is they'd just ram raid these stores, take everything out of the stores, the new Adidas gear, and steal go back. It. Yeah, steal it. Take everything back to England and set up their own shops. Set up shops? Yeah. Set up shops? Not even just sell it no. on the street. Or just literally like legit businesses and just have the, the brand new gear, but just go over there every time for a football match and just loot everything. I think that's what Dress Mart is. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of that going on. Elmer McCurdy could have used a thing, yeah, thing or two with that. That's wild. That's wild. Another thing, I think, because nowadays it's sort of cool to wear stuff from, like, the 90s. It's sort of coming back. You've got your baggy jeans, your thrasher hoodies, your chains with the belts your on the Your streaks. End, your streaks. It's become very ulti and cool to wear tie-dye, which is right. unusual because it's not that alternative because 20 years ago, almost, like, so many people were wearing it. So it, people are just recycling trends now. And if they're not, they're wearing capes it's funny how fashion stuff. like people often base fashion trends on almost pieces of shit of society yeah, and yeah. i know that's just before i sound too harsh and before i have you know hippies blowing up the dms and skaters blowing up the dms it's funny when you think of people that would have worn these back in the day would have almost been societal outcasts but now they become i mean it says thrash a skateboard mag and the hoodies are worth 180 dollars whereas grommets would have just worn them every single day while they were just skating around cities it's funny and that's to me that's where i sort of think where fashion's going is that it's a bit like art where you don't need to go too much into the art world because you can get again down a big rabbit hole but it's weird the inconsistencies of what is deemed fashionable the less you the less you care the more you care a wee bit with what you're wearing nowadays and i've seen the condom beanies as well have you seen them kicking around with it's kind of like your brimless bucket yeah but that's obviously extremely cool so we <laughs> can agree to disagree on that one <laughs> yeah but it's it's non-functional you right. know it's like the beanie that your ears are sticking out and you've got something that can pick up radio stations from overseas like me your ears are just sticking out and the beanie doesn't actually keep you warm it's it doesn't protect the... you from cauliflower ear or protect the eardrums when you're swimming no exactly if you are wearing a woolen beanie when you're swimming or in a scrum but <laughs> 
I think that's really strange, and I, fashion's just something I'm just never going to fully understand. Mate, I saw a big trend at the moment is there's a company that's making handbags with taxidermied baby alligators on them. On them or out of taxidermied alligators? On them. So <laughs> it's made of alligator, but then you have a full, I guess, not like a fossil, but like an actual taxidermied baby alligator that's obviously dead, but it's just slapped on the side of the handbag. So it's almost like the cow and calf. You get the mum that makes the bag. But, I mean, how fucked is that? You can make a handbag out of Alma. You're made in the Wild West. Yeah, it'd be a bit... Yeah, I don't know if you carry much of it, but... <laughs> there's, a, there's a beer company called Brewdog, again, in Scotland. And they were getting... T- they were from Aberdeen, where there's a massive squirrel infestation. And they were killing squirrels, taxidermying them, and then putting the beer bottles in the squirrel. And you'd buy them as limited edition beers for about... 100 New Zealand dollars for Keep your hands warm in a cold Edinburgh night. There you go, and it doesn't make the beer warm up either. Yeah, so, so like, I completely agree with your sign-off then. So it's something that we will never understand. Is there anything you'd like to see abolished from fashion forever? Oh, there's there's probably plenty of things that I just look at them and shake my head. The Something, again, that's very... doesn't make any sense, like the beanie that doesn't keep you warm, is the fluorescent camo that's kicking around a lot with youths these days. Don't mind it, myself. Don't mind it? No. When are you ever going to be in a situation where you need to be camouflaged in a hot pink environment? You know who's a big fan of the hot pink camo? Who? Joe Exotic's boyfriend. <laughs> X, thank you very much. <laughs> not the one there. Not the current. Not the, not the current hubby. No, no, the one that only had like two teeth, yep. you mean? Not, yep. the, not the other one that um, unfortunately took his own life. But was he a big fan of the fluorescent camo was yeah, it like pink camo well there you go maybe he was in some sort of uh, situation where he had to hide in a hot pink environment maybe he was Probably at a barbie meth. A, a barbie store or maybe he was just smoking plenty of meth literally at a barbie store <laughs> um one thing i'd like to see abolished from the fashion industry forever is the pearl white new balance trainer me too actually me too how dirty do they get no, no, that's not the angle I'm going at. It's, it's like it's almost the uh, uniform of the pedophile. So uh, it's not. It's not about being able to maintain them and keep them clean. Jeez, they're a shocker when you run out of nappy sand. I don't want them anywhere near my house. I'm not American, so I'm probably never going to wear them. But um, yeah, I want them gone forever. But then there's people that actually wear them for every occasion. Yes, and the people obviously them, like yourself because people, I, I never wear them. How, I never t- wear them. how tough are they to keep clean? <laughs> Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know, but they always get really grubby from what I've heard. Yeah. People wear them with suits and all sorts of things as like this trendy tennis playery sort of look. And it's like mm. you're hopefully not a pedophile and you're not Steve Jobs. So yep. get the new balances off. You can either wear them um if you're an extra on the set of the lovely bones or yes. you're in the crowd at a live audience for Pee Wee Herman's comeback show. <laughs> so yeah. Kick them to touch forever. Fashion, anything more to add? I think that's about me, We've to be sort of covered fashion. it off. Uh, one, sorry, well, if we're going on fashion, this is, again, a wee tangent. I'm just all over the place today. I think that's about me for fashion. Then we jump right back in. Hit us with what you got. <laughs> what's, 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 what's come off the top of the dome now? Let's do another lap. I saw some wedding photos on Instagram today of the most glamorous, outrageous wedding, and the groom was wearing... Gypsy wedding? No, no. The groom was wearing diamond-studded shoes. Don't mind it. And it was a post for the three third year anniversary of someone who we are very good friends with. He's a massive fan of the show, 
Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Congratulations, Gucci. Roderick Davis and Miss Keisha Kioa, his that's, wife. That's one. And he's just released a new book. So their wedding photos are just outrageously fashionable. I just crazy. also don't know in his new book what he couldn't have covered in the autobiography. He, Look, we love him, but like, what more can you add? He's a busy man. He is a busy man. Vegan now. Is he? Yeah. Lost a lot of weight. I think also from stopping drinking lean. Promethazine codeine's always going to bloat the belly. AKA the Texas tea. Yeah. So. What a guy. Absolutely. Shout out Gucci. Big goo what? Big iceberg. That's the the human glacier. Yep. If you will. So that's me for fashion. Yep. uh, I like that you uh, did a shout out to our number one fan Gucci at the end there. Um, We've had a bit of fan mail. We have, and it's great. It's, it's And so for those of you out there who are sort of on edge, contemplating, going back and forth, do I send in, do I not, do I want to talk to my heroes? Please do. Yep. Um, we know we're intimidatingly cool. Yep. So We had a certain friend of the show, um, and congratulations on the birth of your new amazing son. Um, a friend of ours, he, uh, Nath, he messaged me and actually said that he first discovered the podcast as the labour was going on, which oh, is no. amazing. So... Shout out! Shout out to you and your amazing family. And we uh, we will apologise to your child in about ten years that we were some of the first voices that they that he or she he or she he he heard. And I wonder what segment was playing. I hope it was something uh, PC for the hospital. Family friendly. Family yeah. yeah. Family friendly. Family friendly. <laughs> um, have you had anything come through? I have had, have actually. It is from Alex in mm-hmm. Portland, Oregon. He says... Hopefully not writing. Pardon? Hopefully Ho- he's not writing. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Hello to Sam and Nick. Loving the podcast from the States, you guys. I'm happy you didn't say the state of you guys. That mm-hmm. would have been a bit mean. Keep up the great work. Being the well-traveled individuals that you are, have you ever been in a situation where a language barrier led to funny slash forward slash interesting forward slash awkward situations? Any shockers, any stunners? Ooh... Mate, where do I start? You got you got any off the top of your head? Yeah, I was in Spain one time, um, one time, just you know, casually, um, and <laughs> in, in, in 2014, and I sort of backed myself that um, I'd been travelling around a little bit, and I'd sort of picked up a little bit of French, but hmm. you can imagine me at the train station getting a little bit frustrated when I've said to the boys, "Don't worry, fellas, I've got this one," and I'm barking at the guy in French. Forgetting that I'm in Spain. That's a tough pill to swallow. But you don't know. He might have spoken a bit of French. He said to me, actually, what the fuck are you saying? I speak English. <laughs> so that's one just off the top of my head. Another one, um, when I was in uh, Mexico, um, a friend of ours had come. We were on a big boys trip and a friend of ours had come back and he had these really cool, bright red Coca-Cola shorts. And I really, really wanted a pair. And so I go down to the local market and I'm looking around where he told me that he got them. And I went up to a guy and I said, um, have you got any of the Coca-Cola shorts, Coca-Cola shorts? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come this way. Come this way. I'll go out the back. And I was like, sweet, sweet. Finally going to get a pair. Obviously, you have to go a couple of sizes big because there's not really that many rotund Mexican men. Same with uh, Thailand. Yep. I get a 5XL and it just fits. <laughs> um, I'm big, but I'm not that big. And um, so I go there and the guy comes out and he puts uh, just a whole bag of cocaine in my hand. Oh, yeah. okay. Needless so. to say, he's still got the sale. <laughs> 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 no, returned it and uh, eventually got the shorts yeah, and still have them to this day. He came out with the Pepsi ones. I've never seen you wear them though. Are they some of those things that you buy on holiday that you think... I'm going to wear this 
all the time and then you never never wear it it's like, a bit like buying flags from the countries you go to i'll put this up around my room it's not that cool it's you, not that you need cool. to have to have you gotta have a flagpole it's never that good which we both do yeah and it's like when i bought the watermelon shirt and matching shorts in vietnam which pretty much every man and his dog owns over there yeah and i never wore them but i had a great bachelor party outfit so I wore it once, got completely ruined in about the first five minutes from a king hit from the groom, but that's all right. And you don't mind that if you've paid 10 cents for an outfit. Exactly. Any, anything on your travels that sort of... Uh, I've got... Ruffled the feathers? Ruffled the feathers. I've got one that sticks out like dog's balls, actually, and that was when me and two of my mates have gone on a big trip, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia, and we took a bus from... Han- not Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh, South... Saigon. Saigon, if you will. And we were taking a bus from there through across the border and to Phnom Penh. And we were thinking like, okay, this is going to be a pretty big bus ride. We're all super dusty. So we grabbed a few uh, over-the-counter sleeping pills just to sleep on the bus ride and had a few, pretty dozy, so we had a good kip. And we go through, cross the border, which was fine, change buses, jump on another bus. We've been going for about three hours, probably a couple of hours out of Phnom Penh, and my travel companion, Connor, just goes, where's my passport? Where's my passport? Not in the bag. Turn everything we've got inside out. We can't find his passport anywhere. So we were obviously, from the sleeping pills, a bit groggy, hence why the passport had, unfortunately, disappeared somewhere. (laughs) Of all things, you don't want to lose the passport. And... He can't get an emergency one because he's got a Japanese work visa in there, which he is then going through to Japan and oh can't God. get an emergency, needs that exact passport. So we go up to the driver, who is some Cambodian local fella, absolute lunatic driver, by the way. If anyone's been on any of those big coaches in Southeast Asia, they're overtaking, metro. like overtaking, absurd. just trying to rip up the motorbikes. And he says, we're trying to communicate with him that we've lost the passport. We're trying to say passport, gone. We don't know where it is. And we eventually get him to ring, and he doesn't speak hardly a lick of English. And we finally get him to ring the other bus or the bus depot or wherever the hell he's talking to. And he asks them in the native tongue. And he looks at us and just says, no. No, no, no. Just keep saying no. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, going 100k. Yeah, well, yeah, going 120k with bloody chickens running around in the back of the bus and whatnot. But the depot actually had the passport. He didn't know between no and yes. He was trying to say yes to us, and he was smiling, looking at us, just saying no. So you would have thought this guy's the biggest asshole on, the, just, on earth. He's yeah, just saying no, smiling, and we are just like, how'd well, you get it back? Shit, 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 shit. Uh, so we ended up getting to Phnom Penh. And this is obviously after we crossed the board, we lost the passport. Non-pen, non-passport. Yeah, exactly, yeah, if you will. And we got to the depot and we explained it to them and they ended up saying like, oh, we actually, yes, we have the passport. It's in Siem Reap now on the bus. So it's just buggered off somewhere It's else. on its own tour. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just uh, checked into a G-Adventures tour. It's on its own David tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they ended up saying that and we were just like, oh, thank God. And then they said, it'll be back in non-pen on the bus, blah, 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 in about a week's time. Which is still... Uneasy, uh, until not, you've got it in your hand. You're not happy. Uh, my mate Connor was in... He was pretty stressed. We were all pretty stressed. So we ended up... Uh, we were supposed to be going around Cambodia. Like, we just ended up buggering off to an island for about a week and just drank heaps of piss and just chilled just out. Just monged out. And 
got it back and when they produced it it was just we went in there and it was just sitting on a table in the middle of the depot where they were just like oh it's over there we're like cheers mate so we ended up getting the password back loose carry just when the guy was saying no 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 when he meant yes 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 sounded like Amy Winehouse going to rehab mate (laughs) so that was a shocker so that was probably sticks out the most for me uh, in terms of language barriers Oh, how good. But we got the passport back, just like you got your Coca-Cola shorts. Got it. <laughs> yeah, mate. Everyone's a winner when we're travelling. Yep. So, do you think that wraps us up for the I week? I think that's about us, mate. It's been great to catch up. Thanks again, obviously, to everyone out there who's uh, still tuning in and giving us your support. And if you do have any more um, things you want us answered or want us to talk to about on the show, please do get the comms up and get in touch. And uh, you have a great Sunday. Same to you, mate. Cheers, guys. See you later. See ya.